someone once asked me how much do you want it mm. it was about something different uh and then and so it's it's really just that you have to ask yourself how much do i want it and if if you want it you will break everything to do it um relation it could be like relationships with parents mm. uh could be dropping out of school you got to do what you got to do but mm. one thing you uh, you have to always m- know is discipline that was saria swaro she is a painter visual artist a pastry chef and a prominent animal activist she's been in the scene for around 8 years now during which time she's built multiple businesses around her creative passions it was my pleasure to sit down with saria for the very first episode of the state of the creators podcast where we spoke about her journey her struggles the challenges she faces as a woman specifically in the creative industry in bangladesh and what to do as a creative when you want to pursue multiple different passions now before we get into the episode here's a quick word from our sponsor which is me <laughs> if you get any value out of this podcast there are a few ways through which you can support this show number 1 if you're on apple podcasts it would mean the world to me if you go there and leave a review and a rating Number 2 if you think a personal friend or a family member would find this episode valuable simply share the link with them and number 3 if you're on social media share can go a long long way given your followers and connections are into that kind of stuff and finally if you want to know more about the upcoming episodes or simply want to follow my work go to www.tausifakas.com where you can sign up for my weekly newsletter i'll be sending out an email every week with some of the best creative content i find out there i consume a lot of content and i'm basically building a community where i can share this stuff with so that's www.tausifakas.com now i've taken a lot of time for this introduction so we'll get right into the episode this is the state of the creators episode 1 with tausifakas featuring saria soaro hope you enjoy the show this is the state of the creators a show about creative individuals who are on a quest to build something out of nothing Okay. Yeah. The sound didn't get recorded. Yes. So um That's take, okay. Bloopers. It is it is take 2, but it did it was, it was it was a good intro. Um I was talking about how nervous I was. Um and clearly you can see why <laughs> because uh this is the first time I'm doing this stuff, getting all the stuff sorted and then messing it up. So uh Sorry. There's a question about failure and um if you ask me I'll probably say this was one of my biggest failures. Really? No. <laughs> That's it. This is it. <laughs> um okay, so uh again, before anything else, tell me what your last name. Okay. And now I know how to pronounce it correctly. So. Okay, great. So my last name is pronounced Sawaro. Mm-hmm. It is not my last name. It's a pet name. Okay. But I use it now because this is what happened. Yeah. Someone took an interview of me 6 years back mm-hmm. and she didn't ask me what my last name was, but she looked me up on Facebook and she saw that it said Saria Sawaro. Mm-hmm. So she just used that. Okay. And since then I thought, okay, why not? Mm-hmm. Um and Sawara is basically a cactus from Arizona. Mm-hmm. It's a pet name given to me by my friend Bao. Okay. And he um when he gave it to me I asked him is is it cuz I'm such a prick yeah. and he didn't really negate that. Yeah. Let's get that out there. He didn't say no. Yeah. <laughs> But <laughs> he laughed. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, maybe it's cuz you know, they've got a hard shell but a soft interior. Mm. Mm. Is that I guess yeah. It survives in like really poor conditions. Mm. Something about water as well. Yeah, they have water and they store water. Yeah, like yeah, that's a nerdy fact. Anyway, <laughs> um so for the people unfamiliar with your work, 
who is Saria Suaro? Okay. Uh, so I'm basically a painter. Mm-hmm. Like that's really how I want yeah. to identify myself. Okay. And I'm also a pastry chef, yep. uh, animal enthusiast. Yep. Um, I work a bit with animals yep. uh, whenever I can. Um, and I take painting classes as well for kids. I really so enjoy working with essentially kids. a teacher, a painter, uh, an entrepreneur, a chef, animal yeah. lover, yes, chef. <laughs> Pretty much, um, you know, a lot of those stuff. But I guess what we're talking about in the last unrecorded intro yeah. was um, your love for animals and how that works as an inspiration for you. So, uh, and you started saying um, how you saw, well, starting drawing dogs at first and that yeah. kind of became a thing for you. So, Okay, so basically, I, um, besides my cake store, mm-hmm. which is like my chef identity and I guess my entrepreneur identity, um, I identify as a painter and illustrator, and a lot of my work features a lot of animals, especially dogs. And we were talking about how or why that happened, yeah. and that's because um, after I rescued my dog, mm-hmm. Buki, um, I started. Basically, what happened was I started a project because I wanted to help other stray animals in this country. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got in touch with uh, shelters and clinics, and I started my pet project under which I draw other people's pets portraits and yep. in exchange I'd get whatever money I'd get I'd just give it back to the shelter right. or clinic um, so the project ran for four months and after on um, you know actually after that we did Catterday and also Puppyville mm-hmm. uh, Catterday I did with a shelter called LB Puppyville I did with Auburn Puppyville 2 yep. happened last year as you know yep um, so the whole besides you know doing what I do this yep. is really the side of me that I really enjoy because I get to pet a lot of dogs and also talk about this. Um, uh, One of the things I've noticed, uh, or actually no, like why do I paint dogs? It's because, um, it's not dogs really, it's why I paint stray animals is because I've always had a very difficult sense of home. Mm -hmm. Um, So so every time I think about home, I can only think about my dog. Uh, I actually have a whole body of work on this. It's called displacement. Okay. Uh, and I see dogs, street dogs, yep. uh, that that are displaced. Yep. And that's why they, you know, they they're, they're moved yeah. and they're on the streets. I I see. I identify a lot with that, and I think just really comforting and seeing dogs helps with say anxiety. Mm, helps with absolutely. inspires me. Yeah. Um. So I just relate with stray dogs a lot. That's mm. really why I draw. A lot of dogs. Right. Um, now, obviously, you're, as you mentioned, that you are, are a painter, um, yes. a chef, a, a teacher, an entrepreneur, um, all these other things. So my goal with this podcast is to kind of understand why creatives do what, why they do what they do, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And for me, um, personally, I come from a creative background and I want to do a lot of things. Um, sometimes I take too much on and I can't finish it or sometimes... Been there. <laughs> yeah, and this podcast is a classic example. I mean, <laughs> I'm here literally for seven days and I'm like, okay, you know what? I'll just record it. You a- got this. <laughs> you got this. You're the first one, so we'll see how it goes. I'll let you know in the next week. But <laughs> the, the whole point is I try to get all these things and sometimes I get successful and sometimes I fail. Um, so for someone um, who wants to do all these things and have all these passions, um, how do you go about that? And I guess that's the stuff I want to talk about um, with you because given someone who's fairly successful in all these different categories of... Um, Thanks, their, their that's a paid advertisement. 
<laughs> Under the table. Under the table. Yeah. Um, bribe me with coffee. Yeah. Oh, like I'll bribe. Still, me with still coffee. water. Yes. Yeah, still water. Uh, how do you go about that? Um, what, when do you know what to choose, and how do you distinguish yourself with the identities that you need for these different categories of work? You know, that's a really good question. I. Um, no one's asked me that, but mm. I think that's the most important part of the whole thing. Uh, a lot of the times, I also really struggle with time, mm -hmm. but I think for me, um, I'm extremely, like I need to be organized um, f to excel, mm -hmm. actually, which is, it's, it's, it sounds very non-creative, but yeah. uh, you know, when you, it sounds a little robotic, but I, because I think, because I went to culinary school and I always thought that, you know how you do like mise en place before yeah. you actually cook? It's sort of like that. Yeah. So I try and do time management as best as I can. Mm -hmm. And also I, I've seen that making a list of checklist of things I need yeah. to do every day helps me. That also helps with anxiety if anyone's oh. suffering from that. It's something that I cope with, I have yeah. to cope with. Um, the way I choose projects is through gut feeling. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that but um, yeah, like even last year, you know, I joined a uh, booming new company and I was really excited, but I decided to leave in two months after doing all the groundwork because I was just like, actually last year was a huge turn point yeah. for me because last year I did uh, my first residency. Mm -hmm. Also, it was an international residency. Wow. I also did my first international show. Okay. Um, I Fantastic. Did, yeah, in Nepal? Um, in Nepal. And yeah. uh, there was a, small showing in Bangkok as oh, well. Oh, fantastic. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, so, and uh, I think from the beginning of the year, someone had actually told me something very interesting. She, um, I was at an auction. Um, someone who, you know, is a, a curator told mm -hmm. me that, you know, you're good, but you could be great. Mm. And then I was like, it's you're fantastic. right. I yeah. mean, why would you not, why would, why would you, why would I just be fine with like good? Yeah. And, you know, as a competitive person, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah. Um, but I think since then, I was wondering, like, how do I how do I pursue? How do I immerse myself in just yeah. my in just painting, honestly, because that's what I enjoy the most. Mm -hmm. um, and I couldn't. So I was looking for ways out because I have a business to run. There yeah. are other little projects that I love doing. I love new projects, Absolutely. basically. Same. Yeah. yeah. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> it's the dark circles under our I eyes. I know. <laughs> yeah. But um, so after that ending, uh, like middle of the year, like around October, I signed up with the new company. Yeah. And, I, and I decided to leave because I really knew after my second residency mm -hmm. that I, all I really wanted to do was just learn uh, more. By learn, I mean yeah. practice more, yeah. you know? And that's the area. I've always knew, known that I'd be an artist. So I just didn't realize I'd be an artist this late. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, that's basically how I take projects on. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I don't take on projects which are outside of art because, you know, I'll, I still take painting classes for kids and adults. Yeah. I, um, I still do interesting projects like I did one with the Rohingyas last year yep. under the UN. Um, and then... I still do residencies. Yeah. Uh, my cake store still runs because I have a Absolutely. fantastic yeah. team handling it. Fantastic. Um, so yeah, like time is scarce, but also I think the older I get, I realize that's yeah. the most important resource yeah. besides your hands, well, yeah. my hands yeah. that I have. So um, yeah, that's so. That's uh, the interesting thing you say about um, your, I think, the florist, basically the um, 
the baking company that you have. The, the baking, the florist. Yeah, it's a bespoke cake studio okay. in Dhaka. Fantastic. So, <laughs> um, so with the florist, the in, the most important word that you said was the team, right? So, yeah. um, how do you? know who to pick and you know because one thing i i really struggle, struggle with, with is giving delegating. something absolutely um i love delegating stuff because it takes stuff off my hands but do you then know why that is that's because you're a perfectionist mm. and you, there's a there's a better expression for us it's because you're anal anal so it's um we're getting into a therapy session now mm. no mm. no because that's me you know i get it like yeah. i'm so anal about things yeah i get it yeah. so it's it's so so how how do you know who to kind of give that stuff? And more importantly, how do you not get scared that someone else will mess up your passionate well, stuff? They will always mess up. I'm sorry, team. <laughs> Look, the thing, the thing about... Uh, so, a lot, I've, so a lot of people have told me very many interesting things, but um, one of them that I understand now is, uh, especially for the flowers, which... I, I was really attached to, so I realized that I had to step away from the company for mm. it to run better Absolutely. because I was hell-bent on quality, but I was not looking at the other aspects of the business. Mm. So when I took a step back, I realized I could um, run it better. But of course, with people, how do you find the right people? I yeah. think I don't know if there's a right formula for that. Okay. Um, I've tried taking on friends. I've tried taking on partners. I've uh, had, you know, had employees who mm -hmm. come in and go, but it's fine. Those were all. I don't see them as failures. Mm -hmm. I only see them as learning Learnings. curves. Yeah. You know. And right now, my team is set. They're fantastic. Um, I'm thinking of expanding a little bit, yeah. but it's all trial and error. Money. Yeah. I mean, there's really no formula. No formula. Yeah. Fair enough. And. Did you work uh, 9 to 5 before getting into your own stuff? Yeah, I so I worked for 8 years. Oh wow. Yeah, I worked for 8 years cuz I started working around when I was like 17. Okay. So all throughout A level like school, yeah. high school and college, I had two to three jobs because I was paying my way through. Mm -hmm. So I think when I was around so the last job that I would the office-ish job that mm -hmm. I did was not really nine to five. It was like twenty-four hours because it oh. wasn't advertising. Because I used to work in advertising for a couple oh, of wow. years. Okay. Yeah. Um, Soul sucking. Sorry. Soul sucking. No, it was actually very refreshing. Okay. Um, I worked as a creative. Oh, okay. Yeah. But the yeah, I have a few friends who get into it for the creative side. Yeah. But they get out because it's just so much. You know what they'll do to you? They'll like it's like it's like um, I've had to write. 27 scripts for the same company and mm. they rejected all of them and I can't do anything about it mm. and then they, they they picked a really poor script and I'm just like this can't have my name on it yeah. there's a problem with advertising you know and like, that's where you're like you know screw you all I'm just gonna do my own thing um well after eight years of working I've I actually Finally actually realized. my boss told me that um it'd be cool if you got a master's and I was like you're right but then um instead of my master's I just changed my mind and I thought you know I could just study whatever I wanted yeah I went to culinary school instead. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. So and um, so, I guess that's interesting as well. So, when did you realize that you were the creative kind? Were you always like when you were a kid, you would always draw, sing, dance, all that kind of stuff, or was it a certain point while you were growing up, you're like, you know, this has changed my life, and I want to pursue this forever? What was it for you? <coughs> um, that creative spark, I guess. I've always drawn as a kid. My mom, I feel bad for her because she tried to teach me things like 
sing and i'm yeah. like nope and dance i'm like nope and just other things and i'm like mother hear me yeah <laughs> i'm painting <laughs> yeah, yeah. This. but um i did actually want to pursue painting um classes but my uh parents were not really game for that yeah. so then i said oh i'll study the second best thing which is creative writing yeah. um i didn't do that either because yeah. i was supposed to go to new york to do that but wow yeah but i didn't stayed back here uh, and then i just quit school um did my thing privately and did that but how did i how do you know you're a creative kind um really because i was just it just comes naturally to mm. you you know but i it's, it's interesting you know i math and physics also came very naturally to me it's also things that i'm really interested in yeah wow. um so at a point i did consider like if i can't study art maybe i can study yeah. architecture yeah. um but i didn't but mm -hmm. i think i think that's also an avenue that you know i i'm very drawn to yeah yeah um i've always done like i i think from starting from class projects to painting classes or whatever. I've always just been more interested in that and I think right. that's just always shown in my work. Right. It's it's um, interesting you mentioned architecture because I got into architecture. Really? In yeah, I did my bachelor's in architecture and then moved away from it. Okay. So I, I was always, again, I guess um, in Bangladesh, obviously, you've got this, got this thing where if you know how to draw, you can be an architect. Um, ah, this is no, a very known no. myth. Um, so it's like, oh, you can draw, you can be an architect. So I was like, okay, cool. This sounds like a cool thing to do. I can, I've always played with Lego and how bad can it be? Right. It was horrible. Um, but I still, you know, persevered and did my bachelor's all within the time frame. You finished your bachelor's in architecture. Correct, but not master's. In master's, I kind of moved away from it. Um, what so was it, your master's? My in? master's was in project management and marketing. So mm. it's a bit of a detour, but I'll tell you what architecture helped a lot for me to understand the creative side of things. Mm -hmm. um, mostly because I never had formal training in any creative work, but just the simple fact that when I was to design stuff, the question yeah. was always used to be, why do you do? Why did you do this uh, a certain start? way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, and the answer could never be because oh, it looks good. It, yeah. it was always always you need to have an explanation that either yeah. inspires you to do what you did or it was the thinking and the, and the way you would perceive things definitely helped me so for me i got that training and then i moved away from it and then i'm like oh, do i want to go back into it because i'm because yeah. architecture feels like a very experience ex and well you get better with experience okay that, that's what but I you know like i don't think you necessarily have to practice architecture but you can like from whatever designs you develop, mm. you can see the, that you have a design process and that's very clear. I'm actually surprised. Uh, but I mean, I was surprised that you, you studied marketing because I was just mm. like, I always assumed that you yeah. studied design of some sort. Right. Because you can see it in your work. Mm. And uh, I've always wondered if, um, because I've, I have no training at all right. in painting. Mm -hmm. uh, and I've always wondered if I'd like missed out, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, it's, it's interesting because um, I, I think... It, it helps sometimes, but if you want to be a creative and, you know, you just want to learn, mm -hmm. um, you can learn the technicalities of it. Because yeah. when I was doing architecture, I wasn't the best student. And yeah. the others were so good. Like, the stuff that they would do blow my head off. Like, what the hell are they? Like, where is that inspiration coming from? <laughs> and here I'm thinking, oh, you know, there's, there's no way I could have thought of that. Um, but I use that same technique for my other stuff, for like say the videos that I make or a mm -hmm. few other things that I've done, and that's where it helps a lot. So I think yeah. that the core understanding is definitely something you can perhaps learn. But if you want to be an artist per se, and you just think just doing a degree would 
would help. I don't think yeah. that's the way to go for creators. Yeah, you know, I've had this. This is a, this is a very interesting topic to talk about because I've had this discussion with um, artists, educators, friends, mm. you know, and um, there's really no right way. But I also think, you know, because I, again, like I studied journalism, mm. uh, but oh, then wow. yeah, yeah, I but then in my third year, I knew I wouldn't be a journalist because I was just like I'm I'm not interested in being sub- objective at all. Yeah, and also. Um, the problems with w- was with ethics or ethical classes yeah. where you'd be like, should I, uh, you know, if you see, it was a photojournalism class actually, and then you're seeing someone at, in a war, war site, mm. like as an example, and then you're like, should I go help that person or should I take a photo so that it's unaltered and people know the reality and the truth? And yeah. I think, excuse me, every time I would go and help the yeah. child or whoever. Yeah. Um, so that's one of the things... Um, that I understand stood about myself yeah. um, back in college. Uh, as a <clears throat> as a chef, I think you know. I, I like. I think as as more time goes, I don't really see myself as a chef. Mm-hmm. I want to see myself so as really as a painter yeah. and an artist, an uh, illustrator. However, yeah. Yeah. whichever ven- avenue of it, basically. Because right. um, you can see that influence on the on the culinary side of things as well like you know being an artist no yeah i i mean i would de- I, I would hope so i mean mm. um i it you know again like uh, with practice even though i had formal training in culinary school mm-hmm. uh but you know with pra- it took me maybe three years to come to my style of yep. things and um all, again with art you know it took me uh four three to four years to come to my style of things so actually yeah. in the middle in the middle i didn't pa- paint for 10 years wow. um yeah, since I sat for my 10th grade exams, yeah. um, for 10 years I didn't paint. And then uh, while I was studying for my 10th grade exam, I had a bit of training yeah. where basically we went, went to um, like our school teacher, her place, and we'd like do studies and stuff. Yeah. She's phenomenal. Um, she's uh, So after I got back into art, I mm-hmm. saw that I started, I could, because I knew all the rules, like yeah. you were saying, I knew at least the basic ones of yeah. drawing and sketching. Uh, I started breaking them and yeah. it was just easier and then it started coming back and all of that but do I really miss formal training not necessarily mm. Fair but enough. I mean I you know I, I think it's I, I you know I think people who it's a very general statement but yeah. I think people who like swap degrees mm-hmm. um, are probably they I think they know themselves better in many instances yeah I mean I knew from my first semester that I don't want to do architecture mm. uh, pretty much understood straight away but then when you move to a different country and pay all that money mm. it's kind of like okay I'll do the three years and then I'll yeah. see what I can do um, but I guess I still I think it's a millennial thing as well where you, where you have multiple careers multiple um, it's not a bad thing. I don't think it is Whatever a bad works. thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'll go for tangent here. Uh, are, did you have supportive parents? Um, no. Okay. And how did you break out from that, or how did you? How are you here, despite that? Um, I guess um, I where, where I'm going, yeah, from yeah, the creative yeah. point of view, if there's a creative who wants to do some stuff and they don't have that environment to support them. How would they go about it? And one of um, your stories? Yeah, I think um, you know, I, I I think it was easy for me um, because I started earning at a very young age, and so because I didn't have like a support system at home mm-hmm. uh, necessarily, but like they did couldn't they, they didn't really have much of a say about what I did right. because I wasn't 
financially dependent on them really mm. um i mean they gave me like a bit but it was like nothing really mm. um <clears throat> so that's one thing and the second thing is um i have a very strong personality mm. and i'm also known in my family as the person who doesn't listen okay in fact my mother used to tell me <laughs> that i would never get married because i don't listen right <laughs> and then i actually when i when i was getting married to my ex i actually yeah. went and told her hey um i i know you said that but also he also doesn't listen but i mean it did work for 16 years yeah. so oh wow yeah i know that's you know it's you do what you got to do yeah 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 so it's cool like mm. it did work yeah. technically yeah. did work for sure uh, yeah um uh, i think for people who i think a lot of people struggle with families not supporting creative careers because mm-hmm. they just don't understand or they don't see the value how, yeah the value yeah. or if it will be viable um i think i think you just have to let it you have to shrug it off you have to grow a really thick skin mm. you ha- you, ha- you like have like a sorrow Yeah, and you have to like that's you have to treat it as white noise, you know. Mm. Everything else is white noise. It's just work. Including the crow that's really has its input right now yeah. about this whole topic. Yeah. Um so basically thick skin and trying to get out um, and do your own thing, but it, I guess for a lot of the creatives that especially in, in Bangladesh that's yeah. that's a very difficult thing to do when you have to go outside that. Of course, I mean I realize I'm an anomaly. Mm. I mean I mean, how many people just live on their own here especially yeah. women it's hard people make it hard you know mm. but um just got to do it you i think someone once asked me how much do you want it mm. it was about something different uh and then and so it's it's really just that you have to ask yourself how much do i want it yeah. and if if you want it you will break everything right. to do it um relation it could be like relationships with parents mm. uh could be dropping out of school You got to do what you got to do but mm. one thing you uh, you have to always m- know is discipline. Yeah. Uh, and I think I th- I think I really have that especially Fantastic. when it comes to being a chef. Yeah. Uh for being a painter, I mean there are measures that I put on myself mm-hmm. just so I can operate because you know I've gone through these phases where I'm just like, oh, I'm a painter. I will just paint. And then I've like three months, I've like done nothing. And yeah. then I can go like, oh, it's because, you know, I have a mental block. Mm-hmm. But the mental block does not bring me money. That's also something to yeah. really, that's a very important topic, especially in Bangladesh. Like, how do you make money as a creative individual yeah. if you're not working for a firm? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think um, you have to really understand how much do you want it. Yeah. Um, one thing you mentioned, um, I guess in the last answer was how being a woman in this um, situation obviously has has its challenges challenges yeah so going into that aspect more like what's it like being a woman and doing stuff for yourself building yourself up as a personality not only in this country I guess but in in general what are some of the obstacles that you face um, and, and how do you overcome <clears throat> them pretty much yeah got it um I think okay so because i both my both i would say i would identify as two professions like painter and pastry chef so both my professions are very offbeat so i think um a lot of times people ask me things like how do you make money mm-hmm. <laughs> or they'll ask me things like how do you live how do you pay your bills same thing really um and i've had you know you we talk about obstacles i've had when i was leaving advertising mm-hmm. i've had my boss that i was really close to tell me you are go- going to leave a career to pursue to be a maid because mm-hmm. i said i'm going to culinary school yeah 
she said it as a joke, but that's that's really how it's it is. It's a she. It's a she, right? And that's really how it is. And that's always really st- stuck with me. Mm. Um, last year, I did an interview where um, I made a joke. And I, I really stand by it. Um, and I think well, people who got it laughed. I said, you know, if you're going to say that a woman's place is in the kitchen, then I might as well make some money out of it, which I do. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, the challenges, like I'll tell you one challenge. Um, when I moved in uh, as a woman living by herself, mm-hmm. um, um, one of my neighbors actually went to the police and complained wow. about me. Because he was like, there's a woman who stays in this apartment with a foreign dog, which is a lie because my dog is a rescue and she's mm. a local breed. Mm. Really, that's what's offending me. Mm. <laughs> you know the I mean? most, yeah. The most. You can tell anything but, about me, but not about my dog. Yeah, yeah. like, not about my dog. Yeah. Um, you know, little things like that. Uh, I, I've had to deal with things like that. I've had to deal with... Uh, oh, another thing I think is very, mm. very mentioned were the two things. Sorry, that yeah. was my... Okay. Um, <laughs> one is I've been, I've been called out a lot of times as a entrepreneur mm-hmm. um, saying that I have a resting bitch face mm-hmm. and I'm like there's a reason for my RBF yeah. I didn't even realize I had it until yeah. people started saying, saying you yeah. don't s- smile too much I'm yeah. like are you saying something funny I mean I don't understand <laughs> this is a meeting no so uh, really small things like that as a woman I think the RBF you have to embrace a little bit more because mm. um, I'll tell you the w- one anecdote yeah. Yeah. One, one is um I, the last company I was working at, the I was chief of production. Mm-hmm. So when I was with my staff and we were, we were talking, and I remember we were prepping a really beautiful uh, lunch menu, and I told them what the menu was, and one of the sous chefs he said, uh, "Oh, we have to make rotis. All right, we'll have to get like a maid to do it." Because I'm like, "Why do we need a maid to do it? There's a hu- capable team right here. We are able to produce whatever we want." And he said, "No, that's a girl's job." And I'm like, I'm a girl. And then, you know, he looked at me and he laughed. And mm-hmm. I, I know what he meant. It's yeah. because, you know. You're not. Yeah. No, yeah. I, no. it's because, you know, he, he, I, I understand where he came from. But mm-hmm. also he didn't identify me as a girl because he sees me as his boss. Correct. Um, and the reason he sees me as his boss is because also a running joke in my last office was yeah. I would walk in and go like, you, should, you guys just want me to be like mean. Yeah. I mean, or else you're not going to follow yeah. what I'm trying to tell you. If I tell them nicely, they won't really listen. <laughs> you know what I mean? But then, I mean, it's all in like good fun, yeah. really. But still, like I think for women, especially in this area, mm. um, like in these parts of the world, really, I think if you are want, want to be a boss, yeah. You need that resting bitch face yeah. and you have to embrace it. Um, biggest failure so far? Oh, so many. <laughs> okay, so that one big one. And what have you learned from it? <coughs> if anything, doesn't mm. have to be your learning either. My learning was that I shouldn't work with my friends. Fantastic. Yeah, I think, um, I think because I've always uh, realized that I'm very difficult to work with. But I think you might be too, because <laughs> it, it's a problem that perfectionists have. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think that my biggest learning is I'm, I don't want to work with a friend ever again. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, obviously, as a creative, you get into uh, the thing called the creative block, right? So mm. a creative rut, sometimes you just lack inspiration. You don't yeah. want to do. Um, and one thing you mentioned earlier as well was having discipline and stuff. So first of all, do the two are the two connected and if not like what do you do to get that creative rush coming back again yeah um 
unfortunately something very mundane um i realized that i go through creative blocks myself the only thing is you just have to keep on practicing mm. um they could be poor bad whatever but i think if you it's it's fine actually to take a break sometimes but you could be drawing like say you could even be drawing like just normal hand sketches or yeah. whatever it could be an illustrator just doing like little little things mm. only because um not that you would forget but also i've seen that when i take a break and i am not painting for a while or yeah. am not involved with that i i find this worry like this fear in me where i'm just like will i be able to you know be at the same level. skill level yeah because I've had like a couple of months of break. Right. But you know what's interesting is kind of like riding a bicycle. You mm, don't really forget, forget it. About it. It's creative yeah. muscle that's always there. Yeah, and it'll, it'll always come back mm. to you. And you know, another thing I think is really important to notice and I tell all my students that that um, you know, painting or creating is really uh, the skill is half of it. Mm. The other way, the other thing is how you see things and learning to see things yeah. and that just that means you know like watching it could be if you're painting like i can only talk about that that watching yeah. how you know light shadow uh, angles dimensions bone structure mm -hmm. like really learning to go beneath the, you know what you yeah. see and yeah. then really pinpointing that um and also it takes a lot of studying mm -hmm. you know surprisingly you uh, that's and there are so many great art podcasts that yeah. you could log into and just okay. really hear. Yeah, okay. that was an advice given to me by my friend Alia, and I think it really helps. Okay, yeah. just to use them as inspiration as a constant. No, just like when you well, say you could be working, you could be listening to that. Right. Um, just it's just like keeping it. Yeah, yeah uh, because thinking. I think, you know, there are little things that I pick up, like, say, for discipline, I picked it up from, so I, I treat my Instagram as ins inspiration. Right. So when I go in there, I, you know, I just, I just want to see things. Yeah. Um, so one of the artists that I really like, she, uh, she was talking, she made this little video and she said that, you know, why don't you guys do this? Like, put like 45 minutes bursts, mm -hmm. even if you're having one of those artist blocks. Yeah, yeah. Just paint in that, and after 25 minutes, you will have a break. So you know right. you can give yourself a little treat. Yeah. You know, you yeah. can, and my treat is usually coffee. Okay. You know, or, or it's the other way around, usually for yeah. others. Yeah, have yeah, coffee yeah. and then do the work. The second cup of coffee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. So I speak my language. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think that's um, you can putting little. You know, the, the whole thing is putting little challenges on yourself. That's mm. the only way you get better. It's no use competing with someone else. You're mm. just competing with yourself. Right. So, yeah, I put like little mental exercises, blocks on myself. Do you have any routine that you follow generally for just, I guess, or just being disciplined in other aspects of life that helps you be more creative other than this 45-minute thing that you do? Honestly, it's waking up early. I okay. think that's my thing. I usually wake up at five or six. Wow. Yeah. Do you have creative moments? So like for me, for example, I think my best times are at night. Do you so have a creative process or like by that? I mean, I'll give you a small example. Like my best ideas come mm -hmm. to me when I do a particular thing. Mm. And this thing I started doing when I was 12 or 13. Okay. I would put on my headphones we had Walkmans then. I yeah. put my walk, or actually, we had CD players. Okay. So like a little. The, what was the round thing called? But that's the, the CD Walkman. player. The, the, the Discman. The Discman. Discman. Yeah, yeah, I had that, and then I'd put that on. Blast music yeah. on full volume. Mm -hmm. Turn off the lights. Have the fan on like full, full volume, and then I would walk around and listen to music. Mm. And I've always, and I still do that. Okay. Um, 
in fact when i was moving in with my ex i told him by the way there's a weird thing that i do right. that i think you should know about yeah, yeah, yeah. and you can't stay in the room <laughs> you know? makes sense but that's given me my best ideas mm-hmm. and you know i found out later that in many like there's a there i forget the right uh, word for it but in in other i wouldn't say religions but in philosophy and creative process or people who write about these things there yeah. are certain names they give this a gift to this you know where you're it's basically like a birthing process yeah, yeah. you know so do you have something like that for me the creative process is at first i'll have an itch right mm. and it'll else that itch will keep growing and growing for months until i decide to scratch it but how do you scratch it do you write so it? i constantly think about it, it kind oh. of overtakes my thinking process yeah. and i think about it you know on the daily when i'm on the bus when i'm doing stuff when i'm having dinner i'll just zone out and think about it and then i'll start taking an action so this podcast was one of one of that things um as well um but generally nothing that gives me immediate kind of um i guess return of of having the process hmm. um and also the long term movement of trying to do things just if i want to do something right now like okay i've got like say 45 minutes to do something hmm. i could do something but not something that i perhaps need to get out there for for example so i would struggle with that um sometimes that comes to me rather than me reaching out for it yeah. and perhaps you train that muscle by doing what you do maybe for 45 minutes every day after you kind of focus and train that perhaps no i think the 45 minute sprint that i do um but don't have your 45 minutes but yeah, anything yeah. that you kind of do yeah, yeah. every day to help you kind of train so that you can reach out to that creative bank when you need to it's more like say i don't know if it's like really muscle training because you know like i i would say like 90% of what you create as an artist mm. or whatever like mm. an artistic ugh, person is um garbage okay 10% is good correct um but but you know it could be like levels of garbage mm. you know and you only you would know yeah, yeah. you know like i finished a painting where yeah. i was not happy with it you mm. know but like, people loved it yeah. you know yeah. i'm just like Tough. that sucked yeah. you know what i mean so like little things like that um do you do stuff for yourself always and do you do stuff for the people barely okay barely and i mean do yeah. you think an artist should depends like i have no judgment really i don't okay. really care it's just, i i'm i'm extremely selfish in that yeah. aspect i'm just like what do i want to do mm. but have i done stuff for money yeah i mean i worked in advertising yeah. really <laughs> like last person to judge <laughs> yeah but um i've learned a lot yeah. while working on other people's projects and i used to look down on people before who would do it but i i, don't I think it comes with um experience absolutely and, and i think age wisdom mm-hmm. um, and really understanding the merit of money <laughs> and that it's because uh, i remember i used to like judge everyone left right and center <laughs> when i was a teenager and it was like you know you make shit music or you make, it's like you know you, you're on the top five chart of the list and then i remember um watching this talk by john merritt berkeley called mm-hmm. music and he said something like you know just being like pop music especially means popular music mm-hmm. like jimmy hendrix was a was a pop artist um sure. elvis presley was a pop artist in that yeah. essence because they were popular the beatles were pop artists i mean yeah. quite literally but um that doesn't negate the quality of the work or the credibility just because they're more popular and that kind of ch- changed true. or helped i've also had that phase where i'm yeah. like oh, you watch 
these movies? Yeah, like, exactly. why don't you watch foreign movies? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, the, there's that, I guess, elitist um, mentality that, that, that I still have parts of it, but I try to judge between subjective and objective ways of, of I guess, understanding art at the mm. end of the day. Uh, but I guess that's a whole separate topic. Uh, Definitely. Um, yeah. Go on and on and on <laughs> about that. Um, no, we're here to talk about um, how you can do a lot of things, but with only like 24 hours per day. Absolutely. So I guess going back to the discipline side of things, you said time management has helped you a yeah. lot. Is there anything you do in particular to plan your day, to um, like like plan your months ahead of time? Google how do you calendar. Go about oh my God. Okay. So just uh, book out everything, block out everything. Oh, God. You mm. see, my calendar is ridiculous. <laughs> like, I want to I take a peek at some point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my, it's basically my Google calendar, mm-hmm. but I also use my notes constantly on my phone. Okay. Uh, I've noticed uh, what something we were talking about off air, mm-hmm. uh, anxiety. Mm. I've noticed that it really helps with my anxiety okay. if I have little checklists every day or at right. least weekly. Do you get anxiety usually? I do, actually. Um, something that I... Work-induced? Work induced, yeah, mostly. Um, it's but uh, the only good thing is I'm so busy with work that I usually don't have too much time to deal with it. Mm-hmm. It's not really a good thing in the long term, but that's okay. But I, I've I've come up with like little 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 solutions yeah. for anxiety, and one of them is being around my dog. Mm. That helps. Uh, definitely the checklists, and uh, in case of panic attacks or anxiety attacks, I. One of the things I actually Googled while I was having a panic attack, wow. I had to Google because I was on yeah. my own. Yeah. And they said, call a loved one. So that's something you might, might want to try as well mm. if you ever have one later. Yeah. yeah. Um, or go to WebMD and see you have all the different diseases that you can possibly get. Maybe not do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyone you particularly look up to right now, creatively or non-creatively? Uh, so many people, wow, so many artists globally um, that I really genuinely love. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's interesting because most of them are like graffiti artists okay. or like or muralists right now, really. They're not graffiti artists. Uh, but I think in Taka, I really look up to Rubaya uh, from Operano. Okay. She's my personal hero who is promoting, um, you know, vegan health and lifestyle. She is the owner, uh, she's the founder of Abherano and, mm. and the founder of Bangu Vegan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do Puppyville with her every year. And, you know, I, if, if you ask me, how do I see myself spending my time 10 years down the line? It's really working a lot more with a dog shelter already. I smile because that's a question later. Oh. What's your goal in five years? Not ten. Mm, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't really have... A, I, I don't like setting goals that way because my life... I've had so many career changes. Um, that's exactly why I asked. Yeah, so mm. I, I like knowing that it's just free-flowing. Okay. But, um, you know, if you had to ask me, like, currently, what are you working on? I'm working on my solo. I'm working this, on... That. Uh, the cake store mm. which runs really mm. in the background I'm working on residencies and um, also working on like group exhibits mm. and there's so much work happening through these mm. but I love doing like you know working with animal shelters yeah. in general so I, I'm working hopefully we'll do Puppyville every year mm. this time it's interesting because you say in five years um, you're happy to kind of let it free flow mm. um, I do that too but that actually causes the anxiety <laughs> It's like, oh, where am I going to be in five years kind of thing? Because mm. if I don't have it planned out. But then again, if I have it planned out, I feel I'm just too stuck. So it's, I guess, a lot of internal battle that uh, I guess creatives have to have to go through. Um, 
Yeah, definitely. Because I think one of the biggest struggles uh, being a creative, uh, especially in Bangladesh, is mm. how do I actually really make money? Mm. Um, but also, you know, <clears throat> I've had the opportunity to step away from making some really good money doing something that I enjoy, which is being a chef. Mm -hmm. But I actually walked out from that because I yeah, was certain that, you know, I like it. Mm -hmm. I don't like it the most. Right. So I made that choice. But um, yeah, I mean, even even 10 years. Actually, no, like I I knew that I would have a dog shelter yeah. at some point in my life, like um, later stage of my life. Mm. When in back in 2010, 2010, that's when I knew. Right. But also in 2010, someone's uh, I think in passing, someone mentioned actually the person who gave me the nickname Sawaro. Yeah. Yeah. He's the one who uh, mentioned about the dog pound. Oh, I mean, the dog shelter, yep. uh, because we were in India traveling, and he just ma mentioned it, like, maybe you could have a dog shelter at oh. some point. And then... It, That's the itch, start of the itch. That was the itch, <laughs> but, you know, the itch really grew after, mm. like, 10 years or something. <laughs> Not 10 years, like, 5 years. But, yeah. Um, He's also the one who told me that maybe you should be a chef. Okay, wow. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like, um, you know, a sage you have to visit. Definitely. Oh. Um... We're kind of towards the end of the of the show, so I guess I'll end up with a few things. So where do you think the future of the creative industry is going? I guess in in Bangladesh and and globally. Um, so See, Bangladesh is booming right now. Mm, I think there are absolutely. so many really interesting people doing really interesting projects here. Um, I I really see the scope of it uh, right now. Um, <clears throat> in terms of pastry, uh, yeah. you know, restaurants, yeah. I think really there's a huge shift that's happening right now into just operating uh, like online mm -hmm. or as a cloud and then sending uh, over food uh, as opposed to like having restaurants and like serving right. people like that and that's the model that my store follows still yeah. I, I think that you know with time that's, that's is, going to be that, that yeah that's going to be the survivor mm. unless it's like i mean i don't negate restaurants at all i love yeah, going to still need that social communal side of definitely things, yeah. definitely and but it's also serving that other side yeah. yeah but also there's a little um you can see like a little spark in like uh so there is something called supper clubs mm -hmm. that's something that i also run okay. so like once a month we'll have like a dinner and people can pre-book and come in and uh yeah it's actually really fun yeah. about that cool um so finally, I guess, you know, this podcast for the creatives, um, anybody who wants to walk your path or is brave enough to walk in your path, um, what are three actionable steps? So not just, I guess, what are to steer away from is, you know, follow your passion, all that kind of stuff. But I guess three or maybe one big actionable step that they can take right now to be able to get to where you are maybe five, 10, 15 years down the line. Um, I can only, like, say if I... I, I see that question more like how if, if 10 years ago, if you knew that you would be here, what would you have done? Mm -hmm. I think or I've done better, really. Okay. I think what I would have done is um, really understood what I really wanted mm -hmm. and then just not necessarily went go to school for it, but yeah. like really train myself, like have better training. Okay. Um, so I think for anyone who wants to do something right now, train yourself so basically get better at what they do in terms Whatever. of skill set and understanding yeah, yeah. of the market so yeah. yeah and um when i say get better oh and i just i don't mean just practice or whatever yeah, i also yeah. mean like actually, actually read understand. on it yeah, actually yeah. read and like get into it because you'll just get better yeah <laughs> um 
the second thing is uh also ask yourself is this viable like mm-hmm. as a career like in terms of money because you have to sustain yourself yeah. so <coughs> excuse me um you know you find a way of making money through it right. or else you'll have to drop it later on mm-hmm. and that's something that i've had to do yeah. in many instances yeah. and then come back to it you know i've always had to take detours and come back so it's better to have a better game plan right. um and the third fe- third one probably would be i think learn to market yourself better right so everything important skill that's the only thing that'll get you forward so here. So important, yeah. Like regardless of your anywhere, industry. to be honest, yeah. Anywhere, it's, yeah. Um, the and the, uh, the difference is, you know, like 20, 30 years back, yeah. like your audience is like this much, like yeah. in your city, in your country. Now right. it's like global. Exactly. So you have to you have to adapt mm. and start going there. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, well, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. No, it, was, it, was it was fun. It was fun. It was a pleasure. It's like a sweat fest. I like it. It was a sweat fest. <laughs> It'll turn the fans on. And that's more exciting than actually launching this uh, podcast. So <laughs> don't judge. But uh, that's where we are. So thanks again. Um, we'll, I guess, do this again at some point. Yeah. And fun. learn more. Hopefully, by that time, you'll, you would have gone somewhere else. Hmm, or done maybe. more stuff. And maybe. I would have... <laughs> so would know. you so would you yeah. yeah you'd probably not do a podcast, podcast but like um, a series of podcasts I know. <laughs> thank you <laughs> thank you